Hi, hello, and welcome to another episode of You Want to Watch, a movie podcast where I'll tell you if that movie you're considering watching is worth it. My name is Gabby, and let's get started. So the title for this episode is the Disney Plus Edit, and this is something that I want to start doing maybe monthly where I pick a streaming platform and then I watch things that are specific to that streaming platform that that platform has produced themselves or created themselves and do an episode where I review those movies. So I can pick like Amazon, I can do Hulu, Netflix, all of the big ones. Disney Plus is what I'm starting with just because I really wanted to watch Noel and Lady and the Tramp and I figured this was the perfect excuse to get started on sort of a new series to do on this podcast while also hitting those two movies. I know I said last week that if you were looking for Christmas movie recommendations that I was not the person to talk to, but funnily enough, this episode will be coming out the Friday before Christmas and both of these movies are Christmas movies. You might think The Lady and the Tramp is not a Christmas movie, but it opens set around Christmas time. It's like Rent and where Rent is not a Christmas movie, but it is a Christmas movie. So if you're looking for something Christmas related, Lady and the Tramp still fits the bill. I think most people have seen the cartoon version of Lady and the Tramp. This is obviously a live action remake of the movie, um, but I guess if you haven't seen it, it's about a dog named Lady who is a very fancy house dog and she meets a boy dog named Tramp who is not a house dog. He's a street dog. He's a mess, truly. And they honestly, like, the whole movie is them having a romance. This is this was one of the most romantic things I've seen in 2019. It truly almost, like, got to my heart. Like, I felt a little emotional watching this just because it was really cute. And it, they're dogs. I get it. But it was really cute. I couldn't help but feel moved by it in certain scenes. I think part of the reason for that is that Tessa Thompson voices Lady and Justin Thoreau voices Tramp. And it's widely known on the internet that everybody's obsessed with Tessa Thompson. So like just right there, I am already obsessed with this dog because I also am obsessed with Tessa Thompson. And this is very personal to me, but I also have a Justin Thoreau sort of obsession. I don't really know why. I don't know where I picked that up from because I can't think of really anything that he was in that did it for me. I think it's his dog in real life. There's like these pictures two years ago, a year ago, something like that with him and his dog. And I'm obsessed with his dog. It's a pit bull and I truly love her. And so I am willing to watch him in anything now because I love his dog in real life. And now he's playing a dog. So really it's just this intersection of my interests that are fitting in the best way. I will say the dogs look a little creepy when they're talking. I don't know how Disney's ever going to get over that. I didn't see The Lion King yet, um, but I know that's like one of the big things that people were complaining about. Obviously, the answer to the question, why would you make a live action version of an animated film is money for Disney. Like That's always going to be the answer to anything they do, but I really do think they probably need to figure out exactly how the faces are going to work and if it's going to look a little odd and creepy and then decide if that's really what they want to do because the dogs in this like the first second like lady started talking I was like oh okay so I have to get over that it looks weird that's fine 
But once you get over it, like it, I'm telling you, it is so cute. Oh, this movie is just so adorable. And it was so nice just for like an hour and 40 minutes to kind of just like zone in into this movie that I, I already know how it ends. I know how the whole story goes, but it's so cute. I honestly just had a really good time. I wasn't trying to super critique any of the performances. I wasn't like looking at the directing choices, trying to make any like big, huge complaints. I was just truly having a really good time. And I think we do need movies that still do that. Like, sure, Disney doesn't need all of the money that they have and they don't need to be doing a lot of the remakes and things that they're doing. But sometimes you can just let things be fun. And I let this one be fun and I'm really glad about it. The reviews on Letterboxd for this movie are so funny because there's so many people saying it's like calling it miserable and using other like terms to talk about how like irritated they were by this movie trying to make their like reviews sound very very important as if it's like this isn't variety this isn't hollywood reporter you didn't have to go that far to like complain about why you hated the live action lady and the tramp you could have just watched it and moved on which that's a totally valid response to have. Not everything has to be the greatest thing you've ever seen. And not everything you hate needs to be publicly talked about how much you hate it. Because some things are just fun. And that's fine. I thought the casting for some of the like real people in this movie is really good too. Especially Kiersey Clemens as Darling Dear. Because she gets like a chance to sing and Kiersey has a beautiful voice and it's it was just really cute. I'm sorry I don't have more words to describe this movie other than cute, but I'm telling you, give it a chance and watch it. And I like hope it like warms your heart the way it did mine and have some fun. Or I guess you can watch the original Lady and the Tramp too and you might feel the same exact way, but I would say watch Lady and the Tramp, the 2019 version. I think it's cute. That's what I have to say about it. So now let's talk about the second of the two movies. And that one is Noel, which is also obviously on Disney Plus. And this one is, in fact, a Christmas movie. It's set in the North Pole for part of it. It has reindeer. It has Santa and his suit. The whole idea that Santa actually exists. So if you need a real Christmas movie where Santa is a thing that not just like a movie set around Christmas time, then here is a Christmas movie for you. I don't have anything against Christmas movies in general. I just don't typically watch them, especially not even around like Christmas time. I'm more likely to watch a Christmas movie, honestly, in like March than I am around December just because I don't need Christmas movies around Christmas time. It's just not something that interests me. So it's not that I expected to go into this movie not liking it. I thought I would like it fine enough, but I actually really, really ended up enjoying it. I thought it was so fun. And the main reason I thought it was so fun is Anna Kendrick and Bill Hader. Somehow Disney got those two to play brother and sister. They are Santa's kids in this movie and they're both here. They're both having a good time. Bill Hader does yoga Anna Kendrick does get to sing, which I'm always a fan of. And so I really don't know what more I could have asked for. I feel like Disney definitely had a very good focus group where they were asking specific questions of peak interest for people of what they would like to see in a Christmas movie made on their streaming platform, because I feel like they kind of ticked all of the boxes with this one. 
So the plot for this film, because it indeed has a plot, is that Anna Kendrick plays Noel and Bill Hader plays Nick and they are the children of Kris Kringle. And one Christmas, Santa comes back and he reminds Nick that one day Nick will become the new Santa because that's how Santa works in this universe is that Santa's son becomes the next Santa, which honestly, I don't think I ever truly questioned how like the passing of Santa's work, like if Santa died, who would then become Santa? I don't know if I just thought when I was a kid and then even just still now knowing that Santa's not a thing, but maybe I just thought that there was just one person and he never died. I don't know. Now, talking about it out loud, I don't know how I thought Santa worked, but this movie gives you an explanation for how Santa keeps going. So that's cool. Anyways, so the movie really starts where their father has passed away and now Nick is supposed to be taking over as Santa, but he hasn't finished his training. Like we're coming up on Christmas in the movie and he's not going to be good at being Santa. And Bill Hader like plays this perfectly of just a man like under so much stress and unable to handle anything that's going on. And Noel like gently suggests like, oh, get away for the weekend. And that turns into Nick running off to Phoenix, Arizona and with no plans to come back. And so now Noel has to go and find him to try and get Santa back to the North Pole so that Christmas can still happen. And like, doesn't that sound ridiculous, but also so much fun? Like you've got Anna Kendrick on the hunt for Bill Hader in Phoenix, Arizona, where she doesn't understand how the real world works because she's been living in the North Pole her entire life. And she meets up with this private investigator and his son. And there's lots of little cute moments where she's trying to help the different people she keeps running into. Like really cute, like heartwarming moments. I'm telling you, both of these movies are so cute. They're so nice for this time of year if you do like feeling sort of comforted by the movies that you're watching. You're not looking for anything like too intense, too stressful, too action-packed. If you just kind of want a nice movie about people doing nice things, like that's what Noelle is. And I really enjoyed it. I thought, I just thought it was so cute. Billy Eichner has a part as both Noel and Nick's cousin, and I just think he's really fun. Like Billy Eichner, his videos where he's on the street that you see on Twitter, if you haven't seen them already, go check them out because they're really funny. But he just always brings this sort of energy that anything that's going to come out of his mouth, I'm going to laugh at regardless of whether it's funny or not. So I'm really glad that he got a part in here. And then Shirley MacLaine also plays... Noelle's nanny which is so random I don't know exactly how Disney pulled this off I guess it's again money if you have enough money you can do whatever you want but it was just so much fun and I'm really glad that I gave it a chance and watched it because I was not planning on watching it and if I hadn't been trying to do this episode I think I still would have passed on it so if you were thinking you were going to pass on it I would say no, give it a shot because it is just a really fun time. And I think it's just good to give yourself a break sometimes from super intense movies or movies where you're trying to critique the plot or the cinematography or different aspects that are more technical. Um, I just think it's sometimes it's fun to just watch something that you might think is kind of stupid and you might think is kind of pointless and then just let it be a good time and let it be fun and let it be cute and not 
overthink it too much. Those are my thoughts on those two Disney Plus originals. I guess it's what you could call them. I'm not sure. They're only on Disney Plus. They were made specifically for Disney Plus. So I'm calling them Disney Plus originals. Lady and the Tramp, live action, and Noelle. My thoughts are that you should give them both a shot. Now for a little recap on what I have been watching and enjoying and maybe not enjoying. As I said last week, this is something I want to do at the end of every episode just to let you know things that I'm not doing full reviews on or things that might be coming in the future. But just quickly, like what are my thoughts on it? I finally got to see Honey Boy, which I truly, truly loved. I kind of really want to go see it again. I think that more people need to be talking about it. I think it's hard because not everyone has had the chance to see it close to them, but it's definitely one of my favorite of 2019. Um, I saw Black Christmas and Richard Jewell last week in theaters, and I was not too impressed by either one. If I had to pick one to say out of the two, if you were going between the two, which I don't know why anybody would be, um, Black Christmas is at least sort of fun. Richard Jewell's Nah, Clint Eastwood, stop, please. I also am rewatching the Godfather series after watching The Irishman. If you listen to that episode, you know how I was just wanting to have watched The Godfather instead of The Irishman. So I decided I was going to rewatch The Godfather series before the month was over. I rewatched The Godfather Part 2 last night. And so I just have Part 3 left and I'm really enjoying it. The storyline that's told and that the way it's told. I really am a big fan of it. I guess I am a 50-year-old white man because I love The Godfather, so sue me. I also finally did get a chance to see Waves, and that again blew me away exactly the way I thought it was going to. A24 is really getting me good this year. I can't wait to see Uncut Gems because Everything that I've seen from A24 this year, I've completely loved, and I don't see them slowing down with that anytime soon, because they just keep going and going, and I keep watching and watching and coming back for more. By the time you are listening to this episode, I will have seen the final Star Wars. I will have seen Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, but I have not seen it as of now. So I am trying to avoid spoilers while also probably not caring if I do get one because I'm going to see it either way. I bought the tickets a month ago, so I'm going to go see it. So I don't think I'm going to do an episode, like a full Star Wars episode where I talk about it just because I don't I'm not interested enough to do that. I think it might be kind of cool if I could have some guests on and we could all talk about Star Wars. And so that might be something to look into. But um, follow me on Twitter, I guess. Um, if you want to know my immediate thoughts or Letterboxd, you can follow me there too. And you can see immediately what I think of the final Star Wars in that trilogy. The day this episode goes live, I will be marathoning The Witcher because it will be out finally for everyone to see. As I mentioned last week, despite not being a movie, it is a TV show, but it's one of my most anticipated things I've been looking forward to all of 2019. So I will be watching that and nothing other than that. 
And then my final two big theater releases that I'm most excited about are Uncut Gems and Little Women. So I am excited to get to the theater to see those two before the end of the year. Next week's episode will be a top 10 of 2019 from me. So I want to make sure that I get in those two movies just in case they sneak into my top 10. I have a good feeling that both of them might. Honestly, I'm really looking forward to them and I can't imagine not thinking really good things about them. So I will be spending this next week going through all the movies that I've seen in 2019 and ranking my top 10, keeping in mind that I will still be seeing those two. So that's what I have seen in the past week and anticipate seeing within the next week. Please let me know what you have been enjoying and what you're most excited about before 2019 is over and even maybe what you're most excited about to come out in 2020 because there's lots of good things we've got coming in the next year and I will catch you in next week's episode. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of You Want to Watch. You can find me on Apple Podcast and Spotify, as well as on Twitter at YWWpod and Instagram at You Want to Watch.